where we try to keep it positive. And here is your amazing host, Travis Timmons. What is up? You are listening to Keeping It Positive, and this is your host, Travis. And welcome back to Keeping It Positive. Uh, I'm so glad to be back with you guys. I I haven't been on. I wasn't on last week at all, I'm going to be honest. But uh, the week before, we had a podcast come out where we talked... Uh, with Emily, our other co-host, about dealing with um, you know loss, dealing with loss, and then we also covered like what was going on in the world. We talked about COVID, of course, because you know COVID is a hot topic. We also talked about the elections that are coming up in November. Uh, we have so much going on in our world that you know it, we need to talk about it. We need to you know find out what's going on because if i'm being honest if i didn't do research for the podcast i probably wouldn't know about half the stuff that was going on in our world uh so that is a little good thing for me because i get to stay you know in tune with everything but i also want to let you guys know that you probably have already saw but this week we had a healthy tip of the week uh we started that segment back we also had motivational monday so we have everything starting back up and i'm so excited Uh, It's, you know, it's something that I really enjoyed and you guys really enjoyed. I had listeners that reached out and asked, why did you take it away? Well, we are back and better than ever. I feel like Um, I bought some new lighting equipment, some new podcast equipment, and I feel energized and ready to go. So let's get into this week's topic. So I know, well, you know that every, every so often we talk about careers. I'm very open about my career choice and you know, the how I've changed my career about 50 million times. But today I want to talk about something that, um, you know, I never really thought about. Um, and it's very interesting throughout this whole process when my dad passed, um, you know, I had never had any dealings with funeral homes or, you know, dealing with the dead or anything like that. Um, but it was such an amazing experience. Uh, you know, it's an experience that I hopefully will share here in the next couple of weeks where we just talk about the the you know the other side of life that you don't even know about, and uh, one part of that is the funeral home directly, Loomis Funeral Home here in Apopka, Florida. Uh, they were incredible. They were uh, they helped us from the very beginning. And uh, someone who I have on the show today, I'm very excited to introduce, worked at the funeral home. She was kind of our point of contact for the whole process, and she was with us from the very beginning. Uh, and I wanted to find out her story because she has a very interesting story on how she got into fe- the funeral home business. And without further ado, I want to welcome Shannon Castro. Shannon, are you there? Yes, I am here. Hey, Travis. How are you? I'm doing all right. How are you? I, you know, I'm hanging in there. Every day feels like it might be getting a little bit better. Well, I'm happy to hear that. I know it's not an easy thing to go through. So. No, not um, at all. So, Shannon, before we go into anything, tell us a little bit about yourself. Who are you? What do you do? All that good stuff. Uh, My name is Shannon Castro. I am 35 years old. Yes, I am telling you my age. I know (laughs) women are supposed to do that. Uh, I am a funeral director. Um, I work at Loomis Funeral Home, the funeral home Travis was talking about before in Apopka, Florida. Um, I am a mother to two beautiful little babies, and yeah, that's uh, in a nutshell, my life. Right. And who I am. Right. So, uh, funeral director. Crazy yes. job choice, right? 
It is. So what a lot of you, people get freaked out by it. Yeah, I bet. So what were you doing before that? Just so you know, you don't have to tell us all of it, but what were you doing before you did that? Um, honestly, before that, I, I'm from New Jersey originally. So before that, I uh, worked in New York City. Okay. And I used to work at a club called Pasha, Pasha New York City. I worked there for about uh, seven years. Oh, wow. And yeah. It was like EDM, and and I always tell people, like, I started their bartending, honestly, and then um, EDM took off, and we had contracts with a lot of very big-time DJs in New York City, and we were just doing events all over the place, and it was a really, really amazing experience, you know. Wow, so that's a very uh, different job, completely different to what you do now. Yes. <laughs> right. So yeah. I, kn- I know we talked a little bit about this, uh, you know, before we decided to do this podcast and this is how we kind of got into it. So what happened in your life to make you decide you wanted to go into the funeral home industry? Uh, well, I'll start off when I was a kid growing up um, I in New Jersey and I grew up with these two girls and their family owned a funeral home in the town that I grew up in. Right. And, um, they were two girls and it was uh, their father's business. And the father ran that business with another cousin and, uh, the cousins split off. And when they had split off, the two sisters, um, wanted nothing to do with the dad and the funeral home because they thought it was really weird and they didn't want to help him. So I kind of started off there. Like I would help him sometimes and I already kind of got it in my head. Like, all right, this is like not as weird as maybe I would have thought it was. Um, But I never really went into it because everyone thought it was weird. And, you know, it's not like I was jumping in with, you know, dead people at that time, to be honest. (laughs) Uh, But as time went on um, and life went on, uh, growing up in the Northeast, um, opiates were like a really big deal growing right. up where I did. And um, my first love overdosed from a heroin overdose, to be honest with you. And right. wow. um, from there, I just really, you know, to talk about him, I, I loved him dearly. He was really smart. He was an engineer. He wasn't this person that you would think of or have a preconceived notion of an addict. Right. And because of that, I remember feeling a lot of shame and embarrassment, and it made me want to get into it because I said, you know, I really want to be there to help people going through difficult times where maybe they feel like they can't express their true grief because they feel like maybe someone's judging them or right. looking down upon them. And I really just went for it from that uh, from that moment on. Right. So what is the schooling process for something someone who wanted to like go into the funeral home industry? Um, well, it does vary state by state here in most states. though, it's just an associate, um, it's an associate's degree. And then, um, from there you have to do your state licensing and then, uh, different states do different things. Some states, once you get, or excuse me, once you do your national boards, some right. states are okay with that. Some require you to, uh, do your national boards. And then once you do that, um, you have to do like a state exam and then you're fully licensed. Right. So if I'm being quite honest, yes, it's two years, but it'll take some time after that once you get all of your course, licensing right, and everything right. in order. Right. Okay. So if you, for example, you you wanted to help people, you know, you wanted to care for people after they've lost a loved one. So why not become a counselor, become, you know, a, I don't know, become a psychiatrist? Why the funeral home industry? Um. Well... I think that because I grew up um, in an area that was really hard hit by um, 
the opiates and me losing not just him, quite a few people. Right. Mortality. I guess I started being more intrigued with my own mortality. And, you know, I think when you were young, we have this preconceived notion that we're invincible. Right. We're kind of like right. untouchable. Um, in mortuary school, something that they talk about is how in middle age, uh, people start dealing with their own mortality because their peers start to pass away. Um, and me and my mother would always talk about that because in actuality, I had lost more people than she did. Wow. So I feel like I, because I did, I dealt with my mortality um, maybe a little bit more. Right. Um, if I'm being honest with you, though, being in the funeral, yes, of course, I'm dealing with people that have passed. And yes, you're doing embalming. Yes, you're doing hair, makeup, all of those things. But for me, it's more the connection with the family right. than it is the person that's passed right yeah you know i i agree with that i see exactly where you're coming from because you know i don't think i would have sought like that until i went through the experience with you and you were very hands-on with the families you were there from mm -hmm. the beginning to the end and i, I want to say thank you honestly for that because it made things much easier well thank you that's what i try to do yeah um it's not always easy because um people are dealing with loss and there's a lot of emotions that you deal with with loss and it's not just right. sadness it's also anger uh confusion guilt it's just a lot of things so right. um people aren't always just kind to you a lot right. of times they're also um angry with you or you know sometimes i'm representing something that is hard for them to deal with of so course, right. it's not like they have an issue necessarily with me but they don't want to deal with me because it's a funeral home and death and right. things like that so right. I try to have thick skin, but more than anything, just show them compassion because I know that they're going through a really tough time. So. Right, right. So we do have two viewer questions that I wanted to, I want to know these answers as well. So first question okay. is going to be about COVID-19, of course. So yes. what happens when someone passes away from COVID? It does vary state to state. I will say this in the state of um, Florida, if you want to, it does vary state by state, but in the state of Florida, for example, let's say your loved one does pass uh, from COVID, uh, the hospital, first and foremost, uh, makes sure to notify you that that person has COVID. And then what we do as a funeral home um, is we have actually like a specific company that will come and pick that person up okay. and they will take them to another facility. Now, when someone passes away, typically... Um, everything kind of passes away with you. So diseases, et cetera, but that doesn't happen overnight. Right. And this is very new. Doesn't mean that every disease does that. Right. Uh, since right. this was so new initially, um, it was like cremation for anybody who um, has COVID. Oh, but wow. as time went on, um, basically it's what they're recommending is just a time. If you want to do a visitation or see that person, they are recommending a time frame for you to be um, in a facility where no one's being able to see that person or touch them or anything to let um, COVID kind of die out. And right. then after that, okay. people are able to do a viewing. I've only done that in two cases. Okay. Um, and both families waited well over a week. Technically, really? it's supposed to be two days, but a week is like right. generally what people are so waiting so technically two days because, for example, they say that it, it can be airborne and it can last on certain areas for a certain amount of time, right? Exactly. That you hit the nail on the head. That's okay. it. So two days is what they're saying is a good enough time for it to kind of die out. Yes. Oh, wow. But 
people are doing it for longer. Or I'm we sure are people doing are trying to longer. be safe. You know, they're just trying to wait it out a little bit. Yes. So now for patients like that, do you still, after those two days or whatever, can you still do the embalming process and all that? Yes. Okay. Okay. But Would it has t- to be done after that time frame. Okay. Right. Right. Okay. The next question uh, is, do you believe in mediums? I do. Do you? Okay. I'm very intrigued about this because I do too, but uh, okay. what, have you ever been to one? I have never been to a medium. Um, oh my gosh. But I, I have a say... perfect contact for you. You do? <laughs> yeah, I, have a, I have a friend who does it. Um, and I met her through like, just, I met her through a place I used to go and, you know, they recommend, of course, things like that. But I've been going to her for years. Like it's, she also does like life coaching and things like that. Um, well, that's cool. Yeah. I mean, I definitely believe in that. Yeah. So, sure. so what makes you believe in it? That's what my next question. Uh, honestly, I've had experiences in my life. Okay. Um, people have this preconceived notion like, oh my gosh, do you see spirits in a funeral home? Truth is no. Right. Um, but that's because in my belief, I think a lot of that has to do with, I'm getting someone after they've passed. Their connection is not with that funeral home. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, their connection's going to be at their home with their family, family. maybe right. wherever they passed away, but I'm getting them after. Um, with that being said, I, many years ago, I lived in a, um, an apartment in West New York, New Jersey. It was a brand new building and I didn't know this, but 40 years before that there was, uh, the, the building had burned that was there before and it had killed a lot of people. I did not know that. Um, and when I was living there, I was having, um, like experiences and seeing things and things like that. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. The, you know, I, I, a hundred percent believe, you know, I'm, I'm Christian. I have a faith in, you know, background, but I a hundred percent believe that they are still around you. Um, yeah. and I, I have to say that it, in the beginning when he passed, there were little things that started happening that it just, it didn't make sense. You know, like the light mm-hmm. in the bathroom started flickering, never flickered, never yeah. had an issue with the light bulb, changed the light bulb, but still flickered. Um, mm-hmm. and after about two weeks after everything started, you know, was over, it stopped, you know, things like that. And then for example, the time they say that if you see times like you wake up at 11, 11 or four, 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 I see those times all the time and I'm not I looking for what, it. No, I, I know what you mean. Um, yeah, I, I told you that my first love had passed. I right. actually, you're going to think I'm silly, but I'd watched an episode of TLC and there was some woman who was a hoarder, but she had passed and her children reached out to her with this pendant. And I, for some reason I was like, I had seen it. And I said, I'm going to try to reach out to him with this like pendant. Right. Um, and basically it was like, um, up and down was yes. And then left to, to right was no, right. you know, um, and still was like maybe. And I tried it and it like worked and it was, it, it actually kind of freaked me out yeah, to really? be honest. Cause I didn't, yeah, I didn't expect it to work. Right. But after it happened, I almost felt like, like really connected to him and almost like exhilarating that it had worked. Right. Well, I also think that there's things that we shouldn't maybe do or we need to let it go because right. I tried doing it again, maybe two weeks later. Right. And it was crazy because I literally just touched this necklace and it just broke into a million, like a bunch wow. of pieces. Wow. Yeah. So it was like, don't do this. It no, was like, yeah. I think 
<laughs> I think he, it was him saying his goodbyes, and it was like, all right, enough, let right. it go. Don't open you know, it. Yeah. I feel like if you, you get too attached to these things, like, for example, you go to a medium and you want more because you're like, oh, my gosh, you know, I, I yeah. talked to him or I talked to them. And it's like, uh-huh. oh, my gosh, I want it more. Like, I want to go every week now. I want to keep in touch. But it's I believe that it's one of those things that you have to get your closure. And then that's enough. Uh-huh. You know, it's like I, that it, was it. it's time for him to go do what he has to do. And, you know, I have to do what I have to do kind of thing. I agree. And I think that's um, like probably what I was given. And then I, um, you know, I'm grateful it happened that way. And I, I think that it was the right thing, but it was just crazy. Like it, oh, it was like, all right, let this go. Or right. I like have this memory and it's like, how did I literally like put a finger on this thing and it just broke? Right. It didn't make sense. Right. So. Exactly. So you're working in the funeral home industry right now. Where do you see yourself? This is my last question. Where do you see yourself in five years? In five years? Should be told, I hope to have my own my own place one day. Um, not necessarily just like a funeral home, but I would love to have even like a cemetery. Right. Um, I feel like here in Florida, everyone's going more towards cremations. Lately, and yeah. Um, yeah, more and more people are doing cremations. And... I would love to have like a um, like a mausoleum with like the columbariums with niches in them right. for like cremations and obviously with with caskets too. But cremations, a lot of people ask for them, and um, they are in short supply around my area. So wow. that's something I would love to have. That'd be cool. Yes. Awesome. Well, Shannon, thank you again for joining me today, um, and thank you for all that you've done for my family. No, it's been an honor. It's been an honor and privilege to be honest. So. Um, it's a responsibility I don't take lightly. So thank you. Yeah. So everyone who's been listening to this podcast, I want to say thank you. This is an abnormal episode, but it's also something that we always do. We talk about careers all the time. Um, and this is just a, another career that no one really thinks about. If I'm being honest, um, I did, you know, I know there are funeral directors, but I never, I never, I don't know. I just never, I'm, I've always been interested in knowing how it all works, but I've never took the time to, you know, really learn about it. So Shannon really broke it down for us, and it's very interesting to see, especially during the time that we are going through the whole COVID thing. Um, So thanks again. Um, And of course, you can find out more information about the podcast. This episode will be available here. You can find a picture of Shannon on there, and you can find out more about her. We're going to put all that in our website, um, www.keepingitpositivepodcast.com, social media, Keeping It Positive Podcast. And then, of course, if you have a topic you'd like us to talk about, if you have a career that you would like us to explain in detail, go find someone who is in that field, um, then hit us up on social media or email us, keepingitpositivepodcast at gmail.com. Next week, we will be back with another episode. I want to thank you guys for tuning in. So, as always, until next time, don't forget to keep it positive. This has been another episode of Keeping It Positive, and we want to thank you for joining us on this journey and going along with us every week as we bring you new topics, new content each week. Tune in next Saturday for another great episode.